0: This is the K-Girls Rock podcast. This is the K-Girls Rock podcast. Okay, what offended me? Let me go there. Let's call it a
1: Spade to a Because um, we're, we're, we're talking about the uh, Janaid Smith.
2: What's the name, Janaid? Martin.
1: Oh, the Janaid Martin, sorry. I, I don't follow like. Now it's different. We are embracing our colour, our hair, our skin, yeah. our eyes. You know, who we are as people.
2: The thing with races in South Africa is we've got to keep talking about it. We've got to, um, obviously correct what was wrong from the past but also celebrate our races you know race is not this thing that constantly has to bring up tension and, and 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 animosity race is the thing that you're supposed to celebrate because it's our it's our country's unique identity right is the fact that we are so different and and race is relevant very relevant like as comedians, we, we constantly get people coming up to us like, oh, more race jokes. All comedians in this country are always telling race jokes. And yeah, I'm like, it's so relevant. But though. it's relevant. It's literally what we go through on a day to day basis, can I ask you a deal question, with. Though?
1: From being a colored man, what is your most proud thing about being colored?
2: I think it's my, my um, what fle- flexibility, ability to adapt, ability to fit into any room. Anyway, like all across the all across the world, you know, because I think growing up as a coloured person in South Africa, I've had the unique opportunity to interact, obviously, with coloured people. I've also had a lot of comfort or easiness. Uh, communicating with black people. I've also had an easier time communicating with white people. I've also been easily accepted amongst Indian people. I've also been easily accepted amongst every, And because I've had this upbringing in South Africa, it extends internationally. So now when I perform comedy in Switzerland, South Korea, because I'm so used to interacting with different kinds of people, I think being colored has helped me. I think okay, so. Okay, but
1: can I ask you this? You are light-skinned colored man. Do you think you've been more accepted because you're more ambiguous where people will say you're not sure if you're colored, if you're mixed, especially when you go to other countries? Do you think you're more accepted? Because I'll be honest, I I mean, I'm colored, but when I walk into a boardroom, especially with a predominantly white um, board members or meetings or whatever, Few things happen. Yeah. They others start speaking Afrikaans to me immediately because they think I'm white.
2: Yeah, I'm
1: very white-passing. I'm very aware of that, and yeah. I'm very aware of the privilege that comes with that, and I use it to my full advantage to make sure that I can open doors for other coloured women.
2: Yeah.
1: However, I also feel that I'm light. I'm too light to make anyone feel uncomfortable. Because that's why there's certain things that I hear in meetings and offices and boardrooms that I am not comfortable with. Yeah. But because they think I'm white or because they think I'm light they enough, they say it in front of, they say it in front of me. And that's that for me is like,
2: yeah.
1: you know, it yeah. just depends which day you get me on
2: for me to say something <laughs> yeah, you back. Me. But
1: that's literally, but that's in a boardroom. That's because,
0: that's like, I mean, I worked for Transnet for a couple of years. And can I tell you something, right? I'm also, like, I mean, like you said. I, I'm, I'm light-skinned, whatever. And I can speak Afrikaans pretty well, so I have a I have different accents. Okay, so I have the Afrikaans I can speak to you yeah. and Farah, mm. and I have the Transnet Afrikaans. Mm. Mm. Okay, so if you want to get noticed in a boardroom with white people, with white Afrikaans people, you've got to speak the speak language, the Transnet Afrikaans. Yeah. So even now at my current job, like I deal all the complaints, and when it's white people that are complaining, the the my my, my colleagues will say Shandale your (laughs) means, go and sort this out. Because the minute they see my surname, they see me, and I start speaking Afrikaans to them, I can calm them down.
2: But Afrikaans people love people who speak Afrikaans. Oh yeah.
0: Here's my question to all of you, right? Because we're like almost done now. Oh snap. what, so Farah asked you this, the, the question of what makes you, what what, what are you most proud of? I have about? to
2: think about that some more. I don't think I can just off the top of the dome it, but I gave you my best answer. Yes, no, and, yeah, and, I, and I, I get what you're trying you. to say. I actually want to ask you the same question.
1: What am I most proud of? I think okay. the one thing I'm most proud of in my coloured community is being able to just... Firstly, let me just first state this. I don't want to be anyone's role model. I'm I'm really not. I have one child that's the only person I really want <laughs> to influence in any way in terms of her life. But I do understand that the platform that I have also puts me in a position where people look at me and say, I am a colored woman, and if she's a colored woman, she can do that. So I'm proud of the fact that I've at least in our communities shown – the young woman that there is more because we're so indoctrinated especially in the smaller communities in the smaller towns that you go to and places like kimberley i mean that's (sighs) where you know our families are from and and you know you finish high school or you meet the love of your life you get married you go work locally and and the bank the the bank the police the post office
0: what's the other or local government
1: oh government
0: that's that's Kimberly's opportunities with oh in teaching and, yeah. and
1: that's the thing is like those are Or a nurse you know if you look back at the yeah, predominantly colored religions was is a, is nurses teacher. or teachers yeah. and and or you got married and you were a stay at home a mom or whatever it was and and I really hope that through the work that I've done, I've at least given other colored women that thing of just
2: options get out where yeah. the hell you are you yeah. know yeah. it's, it's you enough, mm. yeah.
0: Like the CGR Facebook page, we have over 240,000 people that are part of our community already and we have so much fun sharing all sorts of content. The content is basically everything that matters in our community. Sometimes we're happy, sometimes we're sad, sometimes it's serious, sometimes it's just fun. But it is everything that we could possibly use to just be part of our community. With this particular one, why why I thought it was so important to actually bring up exactly what you've just brought up now is that we actually just gone through a whole thing that you've also done a a podcast on lately where we, we we don't speak about colored identity. We don't speak about how what actually makes us proud. And the thing is, we've just been through something where somebody's actually made us cringe and actually made us all stand together, to be honest, and say, but look at these people. These people are doing so well. What do you mean that these that that, that, that there's a certain coloured identity that this is the glass ceiling that they are for colours that this is this is all that you can be when all of these people have done such amazing things.
1: What's yeah. your What's your opinion on that? Because um, we, we're talking about the Junaid Smith. Comments, Martin. Oh, it's a Jamaican Martin. Sorry, I, I don't
2: follow. I actually sure. didn't see all of it perfectly. I watched like a little clip of it. I don't think I got the whole thing because I do because people are upset about various things yeah. about it. But I mean, what was the gist of what she said now again?
0: So her whole thing was. Look, she first started off being a whole, making it out about Joburg and, and, and Cape Town. And then she actually turned yeah, the next explanation, one. The, the, yeah. the next one was um, basically, wh- okay, what offended me? Let me go there. What offended me was when she actually said, because she's white passing, we all want to be white passing. We all want to look like her. We all want to be her because every colored man she's ever been with or been around has wanted her. And I don't think that's true. And basically it just it just came across as, Every colored person wants to look like her, and I don't think that's true. I think 20, 30 years ago, that might have been true with our grandparents and stuff because it was easier if you were lighter of complexion. And in certain spaces, yes, that is that, but not in the colored community. But in the colored community, we are now embracing our hair, we are now embracing our, our, our skin color, we are not just embracing who we are, and we've got so much other crap going on yeah. that we're basically <laughs> dealing all of that nonsense. So,
2: you know what? I think she has a Your lot of looks? people who think like her still, though
1: that's the thing like you know from what from what i watched of it a very quick opinion i feel like let's call it a spade a spade there's a lot of things that she said in there that we as colored people have to sit up and look back and think okay maybe this is true yeah because there are things in there that we need to look at and say hey um is this us as a community is this what people really look at us like you know is this what we should be looking like to the outside world Um, But there are also a lot of things that she mentioned, which I don't particularly think is true. And it's not even about men wanting her or anything. She's a beautiful girl. I'm sure there's a lot of men that want her. But in terms of white passing, there are still a lot of colored communities that still... Do accept the white passing. I mean, think about it. What's the first thing colored people say when they find out you're pregnant or when they find out you have a baby? What's the hair like?
2: Yeah. I don't know so much of that still
1: like that. I, I know but, 10 years ago, But 100%. no, but go to a lot of the smaller colored communities, which I still go into. And, and they're still, still the majority. And there's still a majority of that. Unfortunately, she... It, it, the majority in terms of how things do need to change we do have a mindset and and you know why because white people gave us the privilege it was a privilege to them and a lot of our grandparents also thought it was a mm-hmm. privilege the mere fact that they gave us that Privilege in inverted commas of Being lighter than black people So they accepted us a little Bit more than black people back in the day Mm. So it made colored people Feel that they were superior to black People in certain in a certain Time during apartheid Because of the fact that they were able to do So much more in that Time now it's different We understanding that we are Embracing our color our hair our skin Our eyes you know Who we are as people but unfortunately, we do have to come away from that mindset. And and she maybe is in a community that sees that and praises her for the colour of her Not eyes and the colour. Maybe she color. is.
2: That's why she's like that. It's right. She lives in the western end of
0: Joburg. I mean, there's just white people here. Okay, so so that's that's. But that's what I said. Maybe it
1: because she's white passing, it's a little bit easier you know, for us and uh, her, and she has that opinion.
2: What I've also realised is, you know, and because most of my circles that I that I'm in is. People like ourselves, I'd say, like-minded, elevated-minded people, woke. Some people would say woke. I don't really use the word, but like woke people. But you've got to realize that us being open-minded, being woke, um, being open to different worldviews, we are not the majority. Like in mm-hmm. South Africa, still, you are still the minority. Most people still think the way. What's the name, Janad? does. Yeah,
0: yeah that's, that's, my, that's my thing though. I mean, and I'm going to wrap this up quickly because we like four minutes over time, but um, the, my problem with that whole thing was just that somebody who's still in her 20s, who is like literally speaking this nonsense and actually making people, people are following her and agreeing with her. Mm. Like, you know, if there is if if this is something that you still think this is something that you should be As a person, you should be changing it. You shouldn't be encouraging it and enjoying it because you think that you are so much more beautiful than somebody who is darker of complexion. Or you you actually, her her whole thing came across as I'm better than other people in the colored community because I am
1: light skinned. And who made her feel better than that? The other coloured people who told her she's better because she's the light skin, or the darker ones, or the, the, brown ones, ones, or the, the dark, ones, the darker people in the, the coloured community can sometimes be rejected because of those mindsets. So yes, it's not; it may not be a complete majority, but I think the people that she no, is around be, there are, are definitely giving like that. her that thing of you. Are better than everyone else because you can pass the pencil test yeah you know halo
2: is on you. you know <laughs> and,
1: and you are lighter skinned so i guess it just it just depends you know it's the areas that you're from and one thing that i guess she needs to realize is that when you go to the rest of the world they make her feel like that because you go yeah. to europe you go to america and, yeah. and white is right so
2: yeah
0: Anyway, thank you guys. I this has been so interesting and it's just been something I think we could go on forever. <laughs> actually the three of us could actually probably speak forever. But thank you so much for coming through. Awesome. And I know we actually didn't do some of the stuff that I actually planned on doing, but this was so much more interesting and so much so much better because it was deeper, it was more honest, it was just spontaneous and I love that about it. Okay. So thank you so much. Sweet. And Pleasure. yeah, we will share the podcast when Mvula does all his magic.
2: Yeah. And
0: then yeah, let's see what happens. And I really think um, I'll probably ask you guys to come back and then we can maybe look at the other topics that we yeah, didn't get sure, you. no problem. Future, <laughs> this future. was actually very cool.
2: And all the best, all the best with the yes, podcast.
0: Congratulations on your first one. I'm so happy yeah, that
2: we, yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did it and yeah to um, Yeah
0: no, thank you so much. This was a very, very cool so yeah. <laughs>